My name is Chad Hoover. My name is Brandon Overstreet. My name is Russell Dillon. My name is Alfonso Jack. My name is Lisa Bennett. I'm Jack Snore. Cody Prather here. My name is Matt Ball. My name is Josh Carter. I'm James Bush. My name is Luke Stocking. My name is Jeff Jones. I'm Brian Bowie. My name is Jeff Hodge. My name is Kevin Franklin. My name is uh, Jamie Clancy. My name is Ronnie Ellery. My name is Randy Howell, and you're listening to the Faith and Fishing Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Faith in Fishing podcast, the podcast that brings you the stories of how God is working in and through fishermen from all around the fishing community. I'm your host Cam, and we've got an awesome episode with an interview with another podcaster and a product spotlight with what has been, for me at least, a complete game changer. But first, I want to start off with a couple of shout outs. As usual, I definitely want to shout out Savior Outdoors. If you are worried about losing your rod, bow fishing, bow, action camera, or pretty much any of your gear, Savior Outdoors has your back. Uh, be sure to head over to SaviorOutdoors.com to check out their retrieval devices and use promo code FNFP15 to save 15% on your order. That's FNFP, just like Faith and Fishing Podcast. I also wanted to shout out Vector Hooks. Not only do they have the absolute best hooks in the business, they also have been difference makers in their community, and they do a lot to bring awareness to autism. Vector Hooks also just finished a canned food drive, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have donated. Um, and as soon as it is announced, I will definitely be sharing with y'all what Vector Hooks was able to do for the homeless community in Tallahassee because of everyone who helped. Uh, be sure to check out VectorHooks.com to check out all of the awesome hooks they have to offer. Due to some nasty weather and just the way life worked out, I did not get a chance to do any fishing since the last episode, so I'm just going to jump into the episode. Uh, we are going to get things started with the product spotlight, and I know this is a phrase that gets overused in the fishing industry, but for me, this has been an absolute game changer. So let's turn those lights on and let's talk about it. Alright, for this episode's product spotlight, we have the Kayak Cushion. Uh, so what it is, is basically a seat cushion. Um, it's It uses a cam strap to hold itself onto the seat so that it's not sliding around. And they are super, super comfortable. Uh, they have a ton of colors to choose from. And they come in the original cushion and the firm cushion, which is what I have. Uh, so I have two, one that fits on the actual seat of my kayak and the other one on the backrest of the seat. I have a bad back and as comfortable as the seat in my kayak um, on my kayak was, uh, especially relative to all of the other kayaks I've owned, um, I would always be uncomfortable after uh, a little while on the yak. Um, my, uh, my rear end would go to sleep. Um, I would have, you know, just regular back pain and, um, and with the kayak cushion, I can get up after being in the seat for a while and not have to wait for the feeling to come back in my lower half. <laughs> um, this is a product that has made fishing not only more enjoyable to me, uh, but finally comfortable. So for that, I definitely wanted to give the kayak cushion from the cushion company some time in the spotlight. Um, and if you are someone who sits at work all day, uh, this will make your, uh, your seat at work so much more comfortable also. So check out what they have and what they can do in terms of custom orders at CushionCompany.com. That's Cushion with a K and Company with a K.com. 
So that's going to do it for this episode's product spotlight. Let's get this episode's guest introduced. If you want to get a hold of the best hooks in the business, check out Vector Hooks. Vector Hooks is veteran owned and operated and they really go above and beyond with how they treat their customers. They make hooks for all kinds of applications, presentations, baits, and techniques that are stout and strong. And with these things being chemically sharpened, let me tell you, their slogan is, man, these things are sharp for a reason. Check them out today at www.vectorhooks.com. That's V-E-C-T-O-R hooks.com. All right, so for this episode's interview, I'm excited to bring on another podcaster. If you are into kayak fishing and listen to podcasts, I probably don't have to tell you about Paddle and Fin Podcast, but if you haven't heard of them, they aren't just a podcast. They are a podcast network uh, with a new episode from one of their, I think it's up to 10 shows now, every day. One of those shows focuses on all things kayak fishing tournaments, and it's called The Reel Down. This episode's guest is one of the hosts of The Reel Down and an accomplished kayak tournament angler himself, Mr. Dan Perry. Dan, man, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you having me on, Ken. Absolutely. So to get us started off, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us a little bit about you and uh, about how you got into fishing. Yeah, well, my name's Dan Perry. Um, I currently live in Birmingham, Alabama, just south of there, Hoover. Uh, it's a suburb. It's where they, if you're in a college football is where they do the SEC media day every year. Okay. Um, I'm a assistant purchasing manager for a cons- uh, construction company, construction supply company. So kind of like a, you know, like a Home Depot or Lowe's just for commercial. Um, have some folks that work for me. Really fortunate to be able to work from home. I've uh, been doing that for a while. Before that, spent 10 years in the Air Force. I'm originally from Biloxi, Air, Biloxi, Mississippi, not Biloxi Air Force, but Biloxi, Mississippi. So I, I grew up on the coast, and I grew up saltwater fishing, inshore. Didn't have a whole lot of money, so we didn't do a lot of offshore fishing because that obviously takes a big boat and a lot, a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, but, for um, sure. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of inshore trout, redfish, you know, flounder, slam type stuff. And uh, going over to southeast Louisiana, fishing with my grandpa on a Pascola River, like, John Boat, he had a camp uh, on the Pascola River, so John Boat, cane poles, fishing for crappie and bass, stuff like that. So, so yeah, a little bit of freshwater growing up, Air Force 10 years, moved up here for work, and then met my wife, and then we kind of moved around to New Orleans for a little bit for work. I worked in oil and gas, and then now I'm back up here, do this. Life is great, really blessed, have a four-year-old, and just living a dream. I went back to school a few years ago and fished for on University of Montebello's fishing team. So, kind of the last 12 years, I've been really big into bass fishing since it was kind of a long story, but my wife's dad, super big bass fisherman, like a stick here in central Alabama back in the 80s, like late 70s, early 80s. He was one of the biggest around here. He just passed away just a few months ago, but uh, actually like a month ago. And he, um, an entire trophy room full of giant trophies. And he got me into it because his partner had died not too long ago. And he had a ranger and was really into it. So whenever he knew me and my wife were getting serious, he's like, okay, you better figure out bass fishing real quick because I need a partner. So he's <laughs> one, you know. I blame him for getting me in, you know, giving me the sickness of bass fishing, getting me completely ate up with it. So now I'm just 
last 12 years, I guess, I've been totally and completely geeked out. I am as nerdy with bass fishing, both kayak and professional bass fishing as possible. And now I fish out of a kayak. I have a podcast, Paddle and Fin. Uh, me and my buddy Jimmy Skinner, we do the reel down segment, which is just about tournament kayak fishing. You know, I do that, fish national and local stuff, and that's about it. So, yeah, father, husband, kayak fisherman, and podcast. So, there you go. Awesome. And what was it that made you uh, uh, look into kayak fishing? You know, at, I, and we would, this would, you know, I studied, I tried to prepare the best I could, but the, um, uh, actually, I got in a wreck in the 2015 National cha- College Boat US Cabela's National Championship. I got in a wreck on Pickwick. We were going 60, and if anybody knows where it's at, Coger Island, there was something submerged. I was, I was out in the channel, or right on the edge of the channel, which it seems crazy because it's over 20 feet of water. Submerged log, I still have no idea what it is, but um, I hit something and it spun us out like 900 degrees, threw out my partner, skipped him across the water, and uh, and somehow I held on to a steering wheel, and uh, yeah, so survived that. It didn't throw the it the motor came up, but it didn't unattach. But luckily, it sheared off everything. It like barely hit the bottom of the hole. And sheared off everything on the motor, so there wouldn't have been anything on the motor to come back in and hit us. But it skipped him, you know, across the water, and um, so we were—he was okay. We were both wearing life jackets because it was a big tournament. And um, after that, I'm not going to say I didn't want to fish from a boat anymore, but I kind of—I took a little bit of a break because it shook both both of us up. But then I fished tournaments and all that. But then we had a kid and. I think I kind of just put the two together. I was like, man, I just, I didn't want the expense of it. I didn't want, it didn't seem as, I just didn't want to do it the same way I had been doing it. And I, you kind of put all those things together in an equal kayak. For sure. And so I know you, um, or know of you from the Paddle and Fin podcast, uh, the yeah. reel down segment. Uh, how was it that you came about to, uh, to to be up there because I know they um, they've had several different hosts on the reel down. So how was it that you ended up there? Yeah, we, at first it was uh, Sam Jones and Brad. Sam eventually left, and Brad just went to a different segment because we have a few different ones, like a review show, and um, it, so we have a few different ones. We kind of have a show every night. We have a salt water segment, and yeah, a bunch of different ones. If you're into kayak fishing, you can check it out. But um, I just hounded the founder, Brian Schiller. I just said, hey, man, if you all ever have an opening, you know, holler at me. It's something I'm definitely interested in because I have a family. You know, it's tough for me to be on the water as much as I want to. I I just, you know, I I think everybody who's a dad, if you're out on the water, you're like, I should probably be at home. Like, I want to be on the water, but because that's not my job, I have a real job. I should probably be at the house with the kids. So, you know, if I'm at the house, whenever he goes to bed talking on the podcast, at least I'm kind of getting scratched my itch a little bit. So I just kind of kept telling him, you know, if you had had an opening, and eventually he did, and boom, it happened. Awesome. 
All right, man. So let's get into it. Uh, in a nutshell, uh, what is it that you believe in, man? Uh, well, Jesus Christ. I mean, he's my Lord and Savior, and he died for our sins. Um, and the Bible, that's what I follow. That's that's how, what I read. I follow the story, and that's, you know, it teaches me how to gain salvation. I, I, I guess I don't have a great explanation for that, but that's that's what I believe. Hey man, that's as that's as clear as it gets right there. Um, so, uh, what's your faith story? What was it that that brought you to salvation? Actually, I, I was I kind of went through your other podcast because I'm I'm a fan. I listen. I'm one of those people. I just really quit listening to radio. I listen to podcasts and and yours. I, I love yours and I listen to all your guests. But I went back and did the research and I, I have a really similar story. Uh, to Corey Barnett, I love Savior Outdoors. I love their products because I put them on my, uh, my rods, actually. If anybody doesn't, man, save your rod and put them on there. I haven't lost one yet, but knock on wood, hopefully I never do. But um, I found Jesus through my wife. I, th- I think a lot of men do. You know, I mean, we we run around, we're young, we're chasing women, you know, being stupid young men, and then we find... We grow up, we meet our wives, and we find, you know, we slow down, and and with the help of our wives, we find 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 Christ, you know. Um, but whenever I was a kid, I, because I'm from Biloxi, a lot of people down there are Catholic, and nothing wrong with that. But I kind of my parents didn't go to church, so I went to Sunday school with my best friend Amos. He was Cajun, so I, I went to Sacred Heart Sunday school with him sometimes. But obviously, I didn't go enough, so it's not like they they were going to confirm me or anything. I, I wouldn't, I, you know, I wouldn't go in enough or anything like that. But I always believed in God. I, I just didn't really have the religion to go with it. But um, I kind of been I've been married to my wife for eleven years now. We've been together a couple couple years more than that, and we moved to Alabama probably eight years ago. And since then, we started going back to the little church that she was raised in, little Baptist church, and um, and just I love the pastor there, Brother Philip, and we just you know just felt it on my heart. Was in church one day, you know, you you just you feel it, you get that feeling in you, you get the ghost, and you just walk up there and just you know you just you get saved, and I don't know, just comes over you and. And it happens. So ever since then, just trying to walk the line and, you know, and walk the path and, and do the thing, do the things and do the things and, uh, and do it the best way I know how and trying to learn every day. So I, I was a little hesitant to come on the podcast because I don't have that great story like Matt Ball or it's not like I, you know, I didn't fall, you know, I didn't have this complete story where I was into drugs and I was saved in this great way. I was just a regular guy who never really had Jesus in his life and then just one day I was like, yeah, you know, this is what I've been missing. And and now I've been, you know, probably a few years now and just every day I get a little closer to God, I feel like. So, yep. Absolutely, man. Well, don't discount that that story, man, because like that, 
Uh, what you just said, uh, I found what I've been missing. That is something that so many people need to hear. And that is what so many people are looking for. Um, so, uh, I definitely want to encourage you. Don't feel like your, your story can't make a difference because it definitely can. Uh, there's a lot oh, yeah. of people and, out there who need why, that. That's so. why I didn't, you know, I thought it took me a day and I thought about it and that's why I wanted to come on. Cause you know, I think we all have that story, whatever our story is, and it's important to spread the good word, you know. Absolutely. And to uh, to bring it back towards fishing a little bit, um, any specific times out on the water you can think of that have affected your faith in any way? Oh, it was that wreck. <laughs> that wreck was <laughs> it. I mean, man, I remember after that, because my buddy, he we had like 22 pounds that day. So he goes to LSU we had kind of been staying in the same hotel and they, and they were good guys. They saw it happen. So he gets in the boat. As soon as it happens, they pull up right next to us and he gets in <laughs> immediately. He swims back to the boat. And this dude, I mean, he's from Clanton, Alabama. If anybody knows where that's at, it's the place with the peach water tower. And he's like, he is mm. as God fearing as anybody will ever be. But he, he grabs the fish, puts my back, Gets in their boat. At first, he calls the tournament director, tells them what happened. Gets in the boat with them. He goes and he's got pictures, so he's weighing up 22 pounds in the national championship. I think we ended up like 12th or something that year. And uh, so he goes, and I'm just left there with a broken boat with both bilge pumps going. You know, the boat's about about ready to sink. And uh. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sitting there just thankful to be alive and he's weighing in fish. That <laughs> I, I can't think of a time where I was more more thankful. Absolutely, man. So uh, um, this next uh, question, if you've listened to the podcast before, you, you know it's one of my favorites, but what fishing story or memory means the most to you? Whenever I was a little kid, there was, and it's still the biggest fish I've ever caught. I was fishing with my grandpa on the Pascola River, and it's a beautiful place, but uh, they have old oxbows and all that. So it's a natural river. But we were fishing for crappie with cane poles, like real, real cane poles. Like I said, we didn't have a whole lot of money. And um, we're just fishing for crappie. And I, me and him, we I caught a 10-5 bass on a cane pole with, you know, just a, a shiner. And that bass was so big, but he was so old, he didn't even care. I mean, he fought a little. <laughs> but to catch a bass that big on a cane pole, he was just, take me. He was just ready. You know, it was almost like suicide. Like, he saw the worm, you know, saw the minnow. It's like, just, you know, he was done. He was just ready to go. Like, he almost got in the boat, you know. He was, it was just the end of his life, and he was ready for it to be over. But uh, they, they put us in, like, Outdoor Magazine, yeah, Mississippi Outdoor News, like this black and white thing. My parents still have it, but I remember my grandpa being so proud of that. And I still, I've, I've caught some big ones in the kayak and big ones in a, I have a boat, but that's still the biggest one to this day was with him. Awesome. And whenever you're out fishing with somebody, man, what a, what's your typical conversation centered around? I'll tell you what, because I'm a tournament guy, I'm pretty hardcore. <laughs> like, I'm, if, if I'm tournament fishing, I'm, I try to stay focused. I don't talk about a whole lot except for just tournament fishing. But if, if I'm out there just fun fishing, you know, it's, it, it's good to get out there, 
think all maybe all men maybe we're all a little dumb or it's it's probably just me but you know you just kind of let your mind wander and let it go because I'm maybe I'm not the most sensitive guy but it seems like whenever I'm out on the water fishing just having fun a lot of times that's like whenever I have my best thoughts my best ideas or whenever like I kind of get a grip on things that I just can't in regular life I'll I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to exactly explain that, but it's kind of like things come together, thoughts happen out there. Like I can get a better grip on things that I can't get in regular life. It's like, oh, okay, that's what happened. Or uh, I can just solve things that I couldn't whatever and, and you know, here at the house. So it's being out on the water, just it, it lets your mind open up. And just let you think about things in ways that you normally couldn't, I guess. Maybe it's just being relaxed. I, I don't know. I hear but, you. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times just being out there in creation, too. I mean, every day I go out there, I'm going to say a prayer and, and just be thankful to be on the water. But, uh, yeah, just, just letting your mind wander. Absolutely. That, it's not just you, man. <laughs> I, um, yeah. I'm the same way, like. Being out on the water just clears everything up and makes everything uh, come to me just a little bit easier. That's right. All right, man. So what life advice do you wish you had been able to start off with? Uh, life advice. Ooh. You know, I'd, I'd, I mean, I don't want to get, it's not like I'm trying to get too personal, but like, my childhood wasn't that easy, so once I went in the Air Force and I was able to kind of get away from that situation, things eventually got better, and, like, for me now, life is so great that if I could have seen the force, like, that was a force, and if I could have seen past that how great things could be afterwards, I think that would have been a lot easier, so if I could have known that 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 things would have gotten better that w- that part of life wouldn't have been as tough and maybe I could have done better cuz I, I did okay and I signed up for the air force uh <laughs> I went in the air force 11 days after I graduated I signed up exactly a year before that so right after as soon as the summer of my after my junior year started I signed up for the air force as soon as I could cuz I I wanted to leave so, uh, yeah, if, if I went known things would have gotten this good later in life, I, I think being a kid would have been easier. Absolutely. And thank you for your service, by the way. Oh yeah. Best thing I ever did. Awesome. So, uh, what about fishing advice? Is there a particular piece of fishing advice you wish you had been able to start off with? Yeah, just do more of it. I was, when I was younger, I was playing in bands and rocking and rolling and chasing girls and all that, you know, things young men do. And I was doing that. And rather than out fishing, I I wish I would have done more fishing, especially in the military. I did some, but like I was stationed in Texas or I was stationed overseas and you can only fish so much because you're, you're busy. But, you know, I did 10 years or I could have done all kind of cool fishing and I was busy doing other things. So. I, I wish I could get a little bit more of that time back to do yeah. more fishing. 
For sure. Uh, what instrument do you play? Sing. Yeah. I've okay. got CDs and stuff out there in the world, and some. There are some YouTube videos and things like that. Like I took my shot, but nobody know. Like you would really have to try to find it. I've never seen anybody actually find it and say, "Oh, that's Dan." But there's some okay. stuff out there in the world. Awesome. No, it's really not. Don't, 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 don't find it. All right, ma'am. Um, and let's, let's talk bucket list for just a second. What, uh, is there a particular species of fish that sits at the top of your bucket list you hadn't caught yet? It's gotta be peacock bass. I mean, I don't want to go to the Amazon. They can keep that, but I would love, I would love to go down to South Florida and go catch them. Like, uh, the Nicholas Beltran, that tackle fishing adventures, anybody watches YouTube videos, but, uh, and he's got a Facebook page too, but, um, I'd love to be able to go down South Florida and go catch some pea heads. I, I think that's what they call them. Absolutely. And what about a particular fishing spot? And I know you've gotten to fish some of the, some of the great ones, but is there one you hadn't been to that sits at the top? You know, I haven't been to Lake St. Clair and last year. The KBF on Lake St. Clair in June, they, I think the top 30 bags had over 90 inches, which is, you know, let, let's Insane. say weight-wise, it's over 20 pounds. So the top 30 bags were over 20 pounds. It was ridiculous. So, And there's a tournament the same week, I think, in 2021. So I'd really let, I'm, I'm really trying to put that on my schedule. I have limited vacation time, so it's tough for me to do, but I'd really like to be able to go up there this year. For sure, and that's uh, that's mostly smallmouth too. So yeah, all smallmouth. Yeah, I mean that's that's really what you're targeting. Now. Awesome. Um, so let's uh, let's go into the what's your favorite segment, man. Uh, so I do it with all of my guests, um, and uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. But I'll just ask you your favorite in a few different categories. Okay. And, let's do uh, it. All right. So we get it started off with what's your favorite scripture. Uh, it's like a group. First Peter chapter five verses five through nine. That's kind of like a, a group of them, and I I would say that because this is kind of how I see it is, and I'm I'm no scholar, but that to me says be humble, stay calm, stay focused, and we're all in this together. I think that together is just a great group of verses, and all. I'll read it here. Um, in the same way, you you who are younger, I'm from Mississippi, so I'm, I'm not the greatest reader here. Uh, in the same way, uh, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor, favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be alert, be alert and sober. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like the roaring lion and looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Be humble. Oh, well, that's it. Yeah, that that group of verses that's a that's up there for me. Absolutely, and if there was ever a like group of scriptures that like um, 
we need to hear more than ever in 2020. That's got to be up there on the list. We all, I, I think we all just, I'm a podcaster, so it's, it's so, I, it's, you know, coming from me, it's ridiculous to say, but we all need a lot more looking up and looking at ourselves. Like we, it's, it's like nowadays we're all trying to, we all want to give our take or we all want to be heard. And I, I'm the worst, you know, we both podcast, you know, we're trying to get our voice out more than anybody else. But I mean, yours is much different because you're actually trying to get the right, right word out. I'm trying to get my word out. But, um, yeah, we, we should all do a humility, more humility and more looking up than at ourselves and looking down. We, we could all do with a lot more of that. Absolutely. And what about a favorite Bible story, man? Is there one that stands out to you? I love Jesus cleansing the temple. Like, just the the visual of him going into the temple with the whip that he made, knocking over tables. And, like, I understand that the Jews back then, they sacrificed animals, and people were coming from different regions, and they had to exchange money and all that. I love that Jesus went in there and he's like just knocking stuff over. This isn't right. I love that we have that he did that. Like it, I, I, I love the visual. Like I just love imagining that, that that's what our, you know, that that's what he did. And, uh, like I think we could do, I, I think we could do with some of that right now. Like, I could just imagine him going on some of these shows or some of these, uh, you know, televangelists or going on some of these people selling buckets of food with Christ, you know, Jesus name on it or something like, I'm sorry, I'm going to get on a rant, but <laughs> like, I, I think anybody can see the parallel of people monetizing something that way that people are doing a lot of things that are not right nowadays in the same way that they were not doing the right thing then either. Absolutely. And I, I love that story also. And I, I um, heard, uh, heard somebody say not, not too long ago, uh, something that I, I found really hilarious, but so next time you ask me, uh, what would Jesus do? Keep in mind that chasing people with a homemade whip and flipping over tables is not outside the realm of possibilities. I like it. <laughs> All right, man. So what's your favorite fish to catch? Bass. Like I grew up fishing saltwater, but it's it's bass now. I'm I'm totally, completely devoted, ate up with it, without a doubt. For sure. And is there a particular bass that you, you like more than others? Largemouth. I mean, you know, I'm here on the Coosa River. I love spots too, but it's it's still largemouth. Spots are mean. They 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 <laughs> Get it. They come off too often to love them. I hear you. And what about your favorite to fish for? Still, I, I mean, I, I love salt water. I love to eat salt. I prefer, I you know, crappie are great to eat. I prefer to eat salt water, but still bass. Yeah. Okay, and uh, if if you could narrow it down, what's your favorite fish to eat? Either flounder or triple tail. It depends on if I'm cooking it or if my mom's cooking it. 
Okay. If I'm cooking it, then triple tail. If she's cooking it, it's flounder because she'll she can cook str- stuff flounder. And I don't know oh, how she man. does it, but she does it, and I can't do that. But triple tail if I'm catching it. I I haven't had triple tail yet, but I have heard that it is phenomenal. It's it's great. They're a real spooky fish. They're hard to catch. They hang out at buoys and things like that. But some people you'll go out and you'll catch them kind of like a kind of like you would a crappie, like a big giant fiberglass rod, and you kind of you know with a a single line. You're not catching them on a reel. You're actually just pitching to them. Right. So you can catch them like that. But yeah, they're real. They just hang out at buoys, just kind of floating things. But they're they're super hard to catch. And that you can't get them commercially or anything like that. For sure. All right. So, um, speaking of food, uh, what's your favorite fish and snack? Uh, wait, it's lame, but just a cliff bar. Either the the peanut butter crunch or the toffee. Those two are my favorite. Got to have a cliff bar. I hear you. And I won't ask for any GPS coordinates or secret spots or anything, but what's your favorite body of water to fish? You know, I, I wrecked on it, but it's it's still going to be Pickwick. And there's two big, there's a both a KBF and a Hobie up there this year, and a North Alabama kayak angler. So there's some some big tournaments up there this year. So I'm hoping to, hoping to do pretty. Hopefully this year is lining up. I, I like the schedule, how it's lining up for me. For sure. And again, I don't want to uh, to ask you too many secrets, but what's your favorite lure to throw? You know, here in Alabama, you have to be so you have to be versatile. We have everything from like Pickwick. I mean, Pickwick is you can do everything from fishing offshore in the summer to you know going right way up a creek in a kayak, or you know Gunnersville, which is can be. Frogging, or it can be offshore, Smith Lake, which is ultra clear spotted bass. Well, you know, in Alabama, you have to be real versatile, but I, I would definitely say a swim jig. I, I feel like if I had a swim jig in my hands and that's the the deal, I feel like I'm, you know, I, I'm going to cash a check. Awesome. And uh, last but not least, what's your favorite time of year to fish? I'll say since I'll I'll put it I'll go back to Pickwick like right at the end of May whenever they first get on the ledges like whenever they first go offshore and that's really anywhere TVA whenever they're stupid like you know post spawn (laughs) but they first get out there they haven't seen all the crankbaits they haven't seen all the offshore baits and they're still biting because, you know, once it becomes late summer, they've seen everything. They're smart. But whenever they first get out there and they're still really dumb, oh, man, it's like, oh, it's so magic. It's it's just like, it's perfect. It's like, you know, it's heaven. That, that That's Pickwick, Ledge Bite, right whenever they get out there, that's, that's heaven to me. That's what, if I go to heaven, Lord willing, that's what it's going to look like. That's what every day is going to be. Awesome. I, I never heard it put that way about the them being dumb at, right after the post spawn, but that's that's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So we're going to start wrapping things up. Um, but uh, what do you have coming up for you and for the reel down? 
Uh, well, we just... Uh, I'm not sure when this going to post, but the um, today we just had on a post today was Drew Gregory. That was a great show. If you're into kayak fishing and you're looking at getting a new kayak, the um, uh, he's coming out with his whole line of crescent kayaks, and he was talking about that. It kind of gave up a couple of things in there that I thought were really interesting. Um, other things coming up, I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of the winter. It's the cool part of where our podcast goes, at least our show, goes from talking about tournaments to talking about big things like schedules, how tournaments can improve, lessons learned, things like that, where we get to talk about kind of the, the bigger thing, bigger ideas and and uh, and kind of bigger things rather than just who won a tournament, what baits were working, and things like that that we do every week. So it's kind of a really nice change of pace during the winter. Yeah, For sure. Kind of my favorite time of year to be a host on, on our segment. Yeah, and some of my favorite shows from, from The Reel Down have come during that, that time of year, too. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Absolutely. And uh, uh, do you want to uh, plug any sponsors or supporters? Um, give a shout-out to anybody? Yeah, obviously, if you listen to a podcast, please check that out. It's on all the major platforms. Um, and Yak Gadget, Vieno Power, and me, right now me and Jimmy are working on another big one. I wish I could announce it, but... Uh, we're working on one right now, so hopefully we'll be able to get that going for too long. I had some other ones, but uh, just trying to, you know, trying to stream, streamline and work on some other things. So, yeah, that's the only two I have right now. Awesome, and um, you've already said where um, where listeners can get a hold of the podcast, but um, if they want to uh, follow you on social media, um, get in touch with you, how do they find you? Yeah. Um, I'm just Daniel Perry on Facebook. I'm in Hoover, Alabama. I guess you can search it that way. Um, and then on Facebook, on YouTube and Instagram, which my YouTube page is horrible. Don't don't even watch it. <laughs> they're terrible. Uh, Daniel Perry Fishing. Yeah. The Instagram, my Instagram. Yeah, please follow me there. But um, and Facebook, that's probably my biggest one. Awesome. So. Um... Uh, Dan, thank you again for your time and for coming on the show. I uh, really enjoyed it, man. Yeah, man, I appreciate you so much having, having me on, and I, I appreciate what you do and spreading the good word. Keep up the good work, man. Hey, y'all, just wanted to take a quick minute to tell you about my friends over at Savior Outdoors. Savior makes retrieval devices for fishing rods, action cameras, and bow fishing bows to give you peace of mind out on the water. Attach this out-of-the-way compact float on your gear, and when, not if, it ends up in the water, it releases a float so you can get it back. And Reload Kits get your device ready for your next outing. Head on over to SaveYourOutdoors.com, that's S-A-V-U-R Outdoors.com, to learn more and hit the Shop tab and use promo code FNFP15 to save on your order. Another big thank you to Dan for coming on the show, uh, taking some of his time to share his story with us. If you want to learn more about Dan, I'll have links in the show notes to Dan's social media as well as Paddle and Finn's social media and website. I'll, of course, leave the social media and websites to Faith and Fishing, Savior Outdoors, Vector Hooks, and the Kayak Cushion in the show notes as well. That's going to do it for this episode. Here's hoping that I'll be able to tell you about the first fish of 2021 on the next episode. Y'all take care and God bless. 
Thank you all for listening to the Faith and Vision podcast. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoy the show. And follow the show on Instagram at Faith and Vision Pod or at Facebook.com slash Faith and Vision. Be sure to reach out to one of the amazing pastors in your community if you have questions about faith. And make sure you join the Faith and Vision community on Facebook. Special thanks goes to Tyler Worrell, the graphic designer behind the Faith and Vision logo. The Faith and Fission podcast is produced by Cam Steele, and the music for the show is written, recorded, and performed by Jonathan Influenzi and Cam Steele. Thanks again for listening. Y'all take care, and God bless.